0: Can you bring up the the Steve Martin photo again? Because this is another one. Yeah. I I think anybody would kill for a photo to represent them like this. I don't yeah. know what made you, or him, or or whatever, think of putting. I don't even know what that is. Like a heating. It's backstage.
1: Or it's backstage. You know, so much of my work is done very quickly backstage. Um, it's a and brilliant that was, photo. That was in. Um, that was in. Uh, Vancouver. Uh, and I just like the stillness of it you yeah. know uh, again it's not you know how many times c martin he's got to be like stepping on something crazy or holding right. dead, dead dead flowers or it's like always that sort of you know something goofy has to be happening and instead it's just yeah. this stillness which is what i felt from him this is Tokyo Tonight. Tonight. Hey, what's up guys? How are you? Good. How are, good you, hell are you? Good. Good. Yeah. So, Did you know uh, you were my, my first? Yeah, yeah. No, problem. I didn't. Did
2: you you I didn't? didn't. Yeah, you were. Yeah. You I were guess
1: first. it doesn't count. Like, I guess like, uh, what first grade, like, uh, school photos don't count. Uh-huh. They're not professionals. <laughs> they are professionals. Backgrounds. Yeah. They are professionals. Ah, that's uh,
0: true. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: But we can't, you know, but I yeah, would say then first comedy. First
0: comedy first like uh
1: okay fair fair enough and thank you for not uh calling it a headshot photographer i like that as well
0: (laughs) oh no it was so it was so cool man i mean i had a couple headshots before that actually you know what i'll tell you this right now my first i had i i started doing stand-up i got um sony used to have a website called crackle back in the day do you remember this oh yeah i used to work for crackle i did a bunch i did a yeah yeah we'll talk about that later to bring that up later. I will. I won the comedy contest, whatever the fuck they were doing. I I posted like they had run some kind of video standup thing. You had to post like three minutes of a set right. and uh, I posted my standup and I won whatever it was. I was featured on the main page. It got a bunch of views. They sent me like a thing, but they were like, they were like, I think it was an opportunity to open for Bruce Bruce, which by the way,
3: right. that's yeah. Little polar crowd. opposite
0: there. Yeah. That's yeah. your crowd. That's your crowd. Yeah, Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> House of Blues, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it was cool. But they were like, you need a headshot. And I was like, fuck, I don't have a headshot. I ran to the mall and nice. got, yeah, and got glamour well done. shots done. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And they were, li- at first, they were like, no. They're were like, because we're they were like, you know, there's kids and shit. And right, I was like, right, right. I'm begging you. I need this for a thing. And they were like, all right, sit down on the horse. Right.
1: Did they put you on the fur? <laughs> Like the fur rug.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's definitely.
0: awesome. Yeah, it was, so that was, those were technically my first headshots. It was fucking brutal. Nice, man. nice. Yeah,
1: yeah we but... went up to the High Line. We can show those later. Yeah, absolutely. A we'll lot of stuff around it. the High Line that was good, when that would just that, just, that had just reopened.
0: Yeah, and that's a testament to you, man, because I did not think of, I, I didn't know where to go, and you were like, oh, we, we got to go to the highline. Like, that was the first thing you had said to me, and I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's a great fucking idea. Yeah, uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite photos. I like cool, I think I, eye, good angles. Yeah, absolutely man. It was great. And you know what's really funny too is you did the um um you had a showcase at Gotham like I think yeah. that year probably.
1: Uh-huh. And you mean, of, of my photos? You mean? Yeah, of your photos. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and they were all up. new ones. Oh yeah, it's still Oh, up. right. Well, I just refreshed it.
0: Oh, you did. Oh, you did. Nice. Okay. Then I'm
1: probably gone, but no, I had long- at the time is what I was saying.
0: Oh, Oh got you. Yeah. 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 So then mine is, and I love Chris Mazzilli. So there they were, I, were, yeah. I know I'm really well now and of ever. but at the time I was still like, you know, I was in the circuit. I was doing the Gotham comedy club, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't know Chris that well, but your photo, it was John Oliver, uh, Eddie Brill. Oh my God the guy from cash cab i'm such a dick what's his name i love that dude ben bailey ben bailey thank you wow i'm gonna edit that so it looks like i didn't forget his name (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we are live we are live yeah we're live (laughs) yeah too late ben bailey and then me and i always imagine chris just walking by going who the fuck (laughs) Kid. but it was great
1: man i took a photo of it i was I'm like i'm
0: uh my photos below john oliver's so uh
1: I'm I about to redo it. all that. They just they just uh, repainted Gotham and redid the uh, like, nice. Refreshed the club, and so I'm going to go back there probably in June and and uh, refresh the photos again. Sweet man. So yeah, yeah. especially the big ones. We're going to put some new big ones up in there in the hallway.
0: Oh, that's great, man. I, those are beautiful photos, man. I mean, well, they you. really are. Like everybody knows them. Everybody loves them. You know, the one. I feel like Ellen DeGeneres, Louis Black, John Stewart. Those are the iconic ones. And Robin Williams that are mm-hmm. up there. Everybody fucking knows those photos. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. you. When you were younger, was it was it like apparent that you were going to do this, or did you have another ambition?
1: Uh, well, I was I was a super comedy nerd from when I was like before they had a word for it, you know. Like I was <laughs> I was like thirteen um, when I was collecting comedy vinyl, and and nice. like, I got my first stereo, and my parents gave me some albums, and it was like Crosby, Steals, and Nash, and some other thing, and I didn't even like break the 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 the, the seal on them. I brought them right back to rainbow records and, and and exchange them for uh george carlin and richard pryor and and um and steve martin uh oh, so i was like uh yeah so i was uh, i was really super into into comedy that in that way but i never like i never really thought like i was going to be a comedian um i because i don't i don't like have this desire to perform but mm-hmm. i just loved the history of comedy and i liked uh I, I, you know, I was a collector, and in in, as for vinyl and things like that, and I just loved being part of it. And uh, the the photography, uh, the photography part came later um, because I, uh, I, when I went to college at Santa Clara University, I I, um, I was the comedy director there, so I started booking shows and things oh, like nice. that. But all of my all of my photography, all of my part time jobs were in photography, and then it wasn't until I graduated and went to work at the Holy City Zoo in san francisco that i married the two of them together because when comedians found out that i was a photographer then they started asking me to to to, to shoot them um and mm-hmm. at the time all the com- you know i've been going to live comedy my first live comedy show was when i was 13 and uh who'd you see oh, wow i saw tim bedore uh okay. maybe it was four maybe i was 14 but it was definitely How did you like, get in? i wasn't even 16 it was at a one-nighter in santa rosa at a place called jeremiah's steakhouse wow so you- they was all ages sweet and uh tim bedore is a great uh great comic he was a dj at a a club at a uh, station called the quake which was the new wave station in the bay area and uh but they were the first people like uh, anywhere that i knew of that was put they were putting comedians on as as djs and the morning guy was alex bennett who was basically lit the fuse for the uh, comedy boom of the 80s wow Um, and so it was a really a seminal station uh, so I would go and, and go see live comedy when I was really, really young. Um, but when I would ever go to clubs, all the walls were all plastered with the eight, you know, black and white eight by tens. Right. And it was all the same thing. It was all just like you know, people with their mouths open, like you know, like <laughs> like, like open mouth equals funny. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, this one. yeah, yeah, or or there's this one. <laughs> I don't know. I know, I'm so funny. That's um, so great. And so I just, I was like, God, this shit is so, like, so tired and everything. So even from the beginning, when I started shooting, I was always trying to do something a little bit different. Uh, and and since I was, uh, um, I I was a sort of trained as a portrait photographer. I started out doing senior portraits. Um, mm-hmm. and so I was trained as a portrait photographer. So I I always sort of was looking beyond just like the headshot. Um, and try to show a little more personality and things like that. So that's sort of how my, my sort of style grew with that. Um, but I was always sort of not interested in joke photos per se. Um, so most of my stuff is not jokey. Um, I like that a lot. Very, very rarely. And yeah, the people that like it the most are the comedians yeah <laughs> the people but that didn't like it were like editors of newspapers or magazines they always wanted funny photos yeah and, and it's, uh, it's
0: fucking brutal when you're with i mean again those oh, yeah. those guys are yeah. professionals too and they and they they have an art to their their style too but i used to hate when i would go to get a photograph done and they would be like all right what if you toss spaghetti right.
3: in the yeah, air yeah.
0: i swear yeah, to god yeah, somebody suggested that to me by the way and I, I was just yeah. like yeah i don't do that kind of shit anyway like yeah, it's not yeah. really what i'm about and yeah we just said tom you're I, muted
2: i said wet or dry like which one <laughs> <was it? laughs> they want it i'm not kidding wet, wet, they're like
0: cause oh, like what and then see yeah. where it lands on you right. and then we'll take that and i was just like right yeah or uh, <laughs> or not or not yeah, yeah i
1: was i remember talking to greg Proops, and he and he told me about how this photographer wanted to uh put him into clown shoes here it will be really funny if you wear these giant shoes and it's like oh my god how could you not like how could you how much further away from knowing Greg Proops could you be than suggesting that he wears clown shoes?
0: Yeah. You know, he's
1: like the smartest, sharpest, you know, most intellectual guy, but here, put on some fucking clown shoes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh man. It's just always fucking brutal. That's what I love. I think your, your photos were the first ones I really saw in books and stuff that, um, that had comedians, you know, actually kind of posing in a way that was, you know, like different, like not silly, not goofy, yeah. Really, really like kind of took their personalities off
1: of the stage onto a page and it was really cool. Right. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think that uh, a, a a part of a big part of that was the fact that like I, I knew I knew my subject. Right. So, yeah. you know, if you're a newspaper photographer and, and, you know, on any given week, you're shooting a football player, or a businessman, and then they say, go do a comedian. It's like, oh, OK, now, you know, the football players got to look tough. The businessman's got to look like a shark. And mm-hmm. uh, and the comedian has got to be funny. Um, but for me, it's like I, I I almost always knew someone's act and I knew their their personality. And and, and so uh, I would like my formula was to make them comfortable enough that their their own personality came through. Right. And so I know I've got it in the shoot. And then the the bonus to it is the fact that I knew them enough to pick the one that really captured it. Yeah. I, think, yeah I think you know and Absolutely. so that was like that was like my formula
0: yeah and that worked well i mean that was one of those things where that's why i i appreciated that shoot so much too and and the time you took to like figure out which ones to send me or whatever because i fucking use those shots probably longer than i should have uh, <laughs> they were like you you're older now and i was like yeah no but it still works <laughs> just don't use them on the
1: just don't use them on a dating site right
0: yeah exactly yeah those don't go over well uh i use my glamour shots strictly on a dating site right for that go back
1: to the original ones the mall shots
0: yeah yeah the black and whites with (laughs) a little
1: bit of a glean in your forehead that's it right so i mean surely those are somewhere on your laptop that you have right now oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. so (laughs) they they are there right so okay so i'm not showing any photos until you show your fucking (laughs) mall photo (laughs) i'll get it i will get okay we gotta see it
0: come on man we're gonna do it. I'll get it right now. We're gonna bring that mall photo up. Cool. cool. God, this is a brutal <laughs> one, man. This is a That's fucking. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, in wow, the meantime, really while cool. we're doing that, yeah. though, what was it, who was your first? I want to know who your first comedian was that you shot, but who was your first big one too?
1: Uh, let's see. I'm mean, the first comedian that I shot at all that was like a portrait. I mean, I started sh- I started taking pictures on stage, um, like of, of shows that I was producing at school. So that didn't really count because mm-hmm. I, I really like i really consider it to myself mostly to be a portrait photographer right. and for me like live live stand up comedy photos um aren't that interesting personally right. i mean they can be if you've got someone sure. that's really visual but in general person with a microphone not, not as interesting they're also uh, very my first hard portrait to
0: take which is insane
1: they're just yeah it, well you have to have you have, have a lot of patience uh, mm-hmm. I and mean, it's similar to concert photography but you have to have a lot of patience and uh it's 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 hard to get one that's really worth looking at I find it's just a lot of just like people with yeah. a microphone, just like the comic version of like, uh, you know, folk music where it's just person with a guitar, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's exactly. not, it's really, it's hard to get something really worth looking at. Um, but the first, the first comedian that I photographed as a portrait was a guy named Ray James, um, that, okay. uh, was a regular at the Holy city zoo. And, uh, nice. He was a writer. He ended up, he ended up moving to LA. Like most of the San Francisco comics eventually did. hmm. Did a lot of writing, um, uh, uh, political type guy. So he did a lot of like uh, political writing and, and things like that. Um, okay. Very funny. And he was like a, one of the sort of original edge lords of San Francisco, um, <laughs> but not in a bad way. Like he was, oh, okay. he always pushed it. I mean, he like, and I don't mean it like a internet edge lord. I mean, it like okay. a sort of guy that was always pushing, he was always pushing, um, you know, uh, the boundaries, boundaries and, and stuff write, like yeah, I mean, that. Yeah. And, gotcha. and was not afraid to offend and, and, but not doing it for offense sake and even right. for all the right, even for all the right reasons. He was Creative a really reason. good, very good and well, well-respected comic. Right. Um, but then there'll the first uh, biggest comic that I shot was Margaret Smith.
0: Oh, um, no I mean, way. If you
1: remember who she, who she, yeah. Yeah, she's, she ended up, you know, she's a producer now. She, I don't know if she does any stand up now, but she's right. like produced Ellen and a lot of stuff like that. So, um, uh, I went and took her out to, uh, I loved her, and I really loved her style and everything. She's awesome. And she was hanging out at the Holy City Zoo, and we, we just decided, oh, let's just go out to take some photos this weekend. So we went out to Berkeley and, and did a bunch of shots uh, of her. Um, she was great. I, I really wish she was still doing stand-up, but she just like, she she kind of, you know, She's very, found a better very funny. And took, Yeah, yeah, like, she was very dry and very mm. dark, and I, I loved her, so she was my first, like, Headliner comic, probably nice. that, that was like a national headliner. Uh, so, um, very cool.
0: They brought up the Holy City Zoo. Uh, uh were oh, you yeah. around when Paula Poundstone was there? And um, uh, I didn't work there then.
1: Oh, you didn't um, work there then? Okay, no, but Most I was, I was, that I've heard, yeah, yeah. So, I, so I, I grew up in Sonoma, uh, in Sonoma County, California, um, uh, during the comedy boom. Um, mm-hmm. so I was, I, I like. You know, in in all my friends and people at my you know junior high and high school, their lockers were all filled with musicians, and you know it was Prince and whatever. You know, uh, you know all the big stars of the pop stars of the '80s, and then my locker was filled with pictures of fucking comedians that nobody knew, all <laughs> cut out, all cut out from a local uh, industry magazine yeah. called. Just for Laughs actually was the name of this. Oh, no way. Newspaper. Yeah, but it had nothing to do with what now is Just for Laughs. Yeah. But it was like a physical newspaper that you could get every month that would list out every comedy show that was happening that month in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. But so, oh, but so I I knew who all those comics were. So it was at the time, it was like there was this huge explosion of really unique uh, comic voices that came out in the 80s. And it nice. was people like Paula Poundstone who I I fucking loved. Yeah, uh, there was nothing nice. like seeing a live Paula Poundstone show because it was different every time. You know, yeah. she's the she is the master of crowd work. Yeah. Um, Paula. It was um, you know Bob uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. It was Tom oh. Kenny, Bob Rubin, Will Durst, Jeremy Kramer, all like uh, all these amazing like people that nobody else sounded like. Right. Um, and and you didn't quite appreciate it until the comedy boom rippled out everywhere else. And then there was comedians on television everywhere. And then you had the rise of the sweater comedian and all these like, you know, (laughs) uh, observational comics that were just, you know, you know, Seinfeld clones and and everything like that. Um, And then you realize, wow, we really had it good with all these people that nobody was, nobody sounded like there are so many individual voices. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, but I, so, I came to work at the Holy City Zoo in 1992 when, uh, when uh, it was rescued from um, oblivion. It was always on. It was it was if you could imagine a club on on a on a cliff, uh, like mm-hmm. a picture uh, like <laughs> in Road Runner. Yeah. And, and 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 let's look at the cliff that at any time could be sawed off and fall into the canyon. <laughs> and let's put a bit of co- comedy club on there. And uh, let's give it a let's let's make sure that its capacity is 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 79. And, mm. um, and and make sure it doesn't have a full liquor license. Make sure it can only serve beer and wine, and uh, all the different ways that it can fail. No parking. No parking in San Francisco. Uh, all these different wow. things. I put it in. Put it in the 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 basically the secondary Chinatown of San Francisco. Mm. Um, uh, but it was awesome, and and we all loved it. But so I went to work there when it was rescued by Will Durst, oh. um, and uh, and his Robin wife Williams. Debbie. Uh, no, he, Robin was always. Like he was always a, a benefactor to that club, and he had mm. saved it a few times and infused it with money a few times. At this point, um, it was it was saved by Will and Debbie Durst, and then another family called the Foresters, uh, who were in okay. the industry and saved it and saved it and, and saved it and and did the absolute best that they could, and and uh, it lasted another like two years. Wow. Uh, and uh, but at the end of it, like I started out, I came, I moved to the city to come work at this club straight out of college because I worked mm-hmm. with the Foresters booking my college. And, um, and so um, I went there with the idea. I was going to be tending bar and, and, and working in the club because they had just saved it and reopened it. And they quickly realized, we don't need two bartenders on a, on a, in a club that that seats 79 and is usually filled with about 30 uh, <laughs> and two bartenders and a, and a, and a waitress. Uh, um, and so I, it was basically immediately relegated to the door. Um, which ended up being the best thing for me because I ended up hanging out outside and working the door, and this was in and this was um, in '92, and there was a huge influx of all these comedians who just moved there. And it was Mark Marin, it was Patton Oswalt, it was Tom Rhodes, and it was wow. all these people who moved out there, which later became known as the Class of '92,
3: hmm.
1: and uh, and I was part of that from a different angle in the sense that I moved there to also come and work at this club. And, uh, but so I would just hang out out front instead and be able to go hang out and talk with all these comics. So that's how I became like friends with all these people. And then, um, after a certain point when they knew the club was closing, we had three months left, the rest of the staff bailed. And then we got a, uh, like the, the sort of, uh, junior varsity came in and took it over for like three months and got to run it for three months oh, as cool. we knew it was ending, but I got to like run the club for three months. And, <laughs> um, but for me, I was like, I was, I was 22 years old, you know, and running yeah. a comedy club and like, I had a, a tap full of anchor steam that I could just like yeah. put my mouth under if I wanted to, you know, that <laughs> so was the best. It was the best of all possible worlds.
0: Oh my God. That's phenomenal, man. I love, I mean, that the scene in san francisco was so crazy i think tom i just sent you the f- here's my glamour shot by the way all right, right. Oh, boy. here we away. go here we go yeah.
2: we'll start with the glamour shot
0: yeah, yeah. all right oh, oh nice.
1: look at that handsome fella
0: oh man yeah <laughs> that's it yeah black and white <laughs> and classy and uh-huh. yeah that was it that smile. A, I mean,
1: but that's like that's yeah that's a hollywood that's that's a hollywood shot to like yeah send out to casting directors like you know that
0: was the one I had to send out for a while. That was it. Right, I, right, I sent right. that one out until and... you upgraded, and then you. Oh yeah, there, yeah. yeah. There, there we go. go. Highline. Yeah, Highline. That was a cool. That one. was fucking great. Perfect. I love those shots. They're great.
1: Thank you.
0: Killer. Um, yeah, man. The 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 craziest thing is that like you were around. I didn't realize that you worked at the Holy City Zoo, and you were kind of embedded yeah. in that comedy yeah. scene, because it explains so much about your involvement with like satiristas and your love, because yeah. like. You can tell when somebody takes a photo and it's just kind of like, all right, this is just a client and that's a thing. And you can tell when it's somebody who admires the the craft or the person that they're taking a photo of, like the, the photo um, that you sent us with Mort Saul, it looks oh, like yeah. you guys were friends basically, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not really.
1: <laughs> well, in a certain in a sense, I wouldn't say that. Um, Mort is a prickly fella. He was a very prickly, was a very prickly fella. Mm. Um, but I, but, uh, but to be fair, but so um, I would not have said that we were friends, okay. um, but, but um, I was trusted to go and take his, uh, his, his 90th birthday portrait. That's okay. what that's from.
0: That's what that's and, from. And okay. uh,
1: Yes. So um, in, in this case like... it was, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So um, that was certainly much later in my career, but, um, but uh he uh he he moved to, to northern california and and in uh, mill valley he lived in mill valley and he was still working up until like the, to to the like the week that he died mm-hmm. um and uh in the case so i always i always try and like hedge myself when i say like i was friends with someone but right but yet there is a sense of 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 trust um okay. he, he he used a portrait that i took of him uh, uh, that it was it was his like facebook profile for you know a long long yeah. time and uh and so uh <laughs> but when satiristas came out so first of all he's a guy he wouldn't like we had, we wanted to um interview him for satiristas but he's a guy who wouldn't be part of books about comedy unless the book was about him
3: oh, wow. uh
1: so like when people there was a there was a great book done about um uh, about um uh, uh, rebel comedians of the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. And, and like all the living comedians that were part of the book were interviewed for it and he wouldn't do it. Wow. Um, yeah. uh, uh, but he did, he, he would be part of a book that was about him. So he did a whole book, uh, you know, his like, you know, authorized, um, authorized biography. biography. But uh <laughs> I took a picture. I had done this picture of him that was from earlier. And and the thing is he was he he was using it as his Facebook profile. And uh <laughs> and, and I we put it in the book just as a picture of him. And uh when the when it came when the book came out we did it like an opening um uh, 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 like a book launch thing at the Throckmorton Theater in Mill Valley mm-hmm. and uh you know and 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 everybody came out like for it and Mort came out for it. And, uh, and I, and I said, I just sort of got him at one minute. I said, Hey, Mark, you know, I just wanted to see if you, uh, you know, saw the photo and if you liked the book and he says, you know, uh, you know what? I, 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 didn't like the photo. I didn't like the book either.
3: Like, <laughs> Holy shit. Okay.
1: Thank All you. Right. Yeah. So the only person in the history of that book who told me they didn't like it. It was Mark. Wow. Simon. So, that's a yeah, fucking badge did you yeah, did you at least yeah, put no, it on
0: the back of the book as a yeah, quote I,
1: should have, I should, it was too late i handed it the book oh. <laughs> he had the, he had the book um uh and and he actually he walked out of the show because we had an intermission that's when i talked to him and then and he walked out of the show when uh doug stanhope was on stage and and uh, he walks out, and and the last thing I heard him say that night, he was talking to his handler. He's like, "I mean, you know, they have the freedom to, but do they have to?" <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about like <laughs> Doug Stanhope's language and the what is right. subject matter. Yeah, of course, do yeah. they have to? It's like, oh God. So, uh, so. Um, uh, But, uh, you know, Mort and I were not friends, (laughs) but when he, but it was coming up, but he didn't, I mean, I'm sure he didn't remember that he didn't like me. I I photographed him another time. I photographed him with Dick Gregory. Yeah. um, And I'd see, I would see him. I photographed him with Robin Williams at the Throckmorton and stuff like that. So he didn't hate me or anything. We just were super buddies. And then when I heard that it was going to be his 90th birthday, I just approached the theater and the the owner of the theater was like his guardian and said, Hey, someone should, someone should do Mort Saul's 90th birthday portrait. And she's like, absolutely, you're the person. Come to his house, and we did. And he was the nicest person. He was the nicest to me ever. That last time that I saw him oh, at at sweet. his at his house, and we 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 sat down and talked comedy in a way that we never did before, and uh, and it was very comfortable. And that's what came through in that picture, I think.
0: Okay, um, wow, yeah, because that's yeah. why so, I assumed I was like, oh, yeah. that's that's pretty pretty intimate. We, we were friends. Day.
1: I'll put it this way: we were friends for an afternoon. <laughs> there you go. So, so we'll, we'll say that. So, so how I'll, many people I'll, can say that? Yeah, that. right, 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 right. So that's phenomenal.
0: Um, I gotta ask you a little bit more because you were talking about sure. um people you couldn't couldn't get
1: for the book oh, setteres. Yeah.
0: Anybody that yes. you wanted that you actually couldn't get or wasn't available at the time that you wish you could Oh sure.
1: Oh sure. I mean there were you know, well, there are people that had photos of that we couldn't get interviews from.
0: Right. You know, yeah. Chris
1: Rock, uh, you know, we really wanted Chris Rock. John Stewart. Um John Stewart. We didn't get an interview from John Stewart. Uh, we did get Colbert,
0: though. Which is great. Uh, I was talking yeah. to Preventa about that, which I thought at the yeah. time, there'd been so much interviewing. Like, I've never really seen yeah. this. Is... Oh, I love that photo. Yeah, um, me too. She's I never really she read. A... Oh, she, she, she's, she seems like a fucking sweetheart. Like, this is a she's phenomenal awesome. person. Awesome. Um, but the cool thing about the Colbert interview, I hadn't read a lot or heard a lot about him kind of deconstructing comedy right. in that way before yeah. that interview came out in the book yeah so that was perfect that was a that's good that's all addition. paul
1: that's all paul man he yeah. has he has the ability to get to the heart of the matter with it you know that you know uh to be fair we were we were sort of just ahead of our time in the sense that um at the time there weren't a lot of uh comedy photographers um right. now yeah. you know now every city has two or three um yeah. which is great you know great yeah. you know by all means, you know, document the scene. And there, there's really good ones everywhere. A lot of people putting their own stamp on it. Really yeah. cool. Um, and there wasn't a lot of like comedian on comedian interviews, you know. But Paul right. had, had a Paul had had a show on Comedy Central that was called Comics Only that was the yep. you know the Harbinger before any of this comic hang um, podcasting.
3: Yeah. And yep. so
1: he had all these people that already trusted him. And so when he sat down with them to interview him for the book, they really opened up they already, you know, it's you're already sitting down with someone that's art, you've done, you might've done two or three on camera interviews in the nineties with the guy for comedy central. So he was the one, so he, but now he got to just talk about the heart of comedy and not about plugging your, your, your new thing. Yeah. So uh, it really, a lot, it was a real convergence of a lot of things that made that book, you know, work what it is. And, and, you know, massive massive credit to Paul who was able to not only do great interviews but to um, create them and and put them into a sequence where everyone flows into the next one so right. you've got you've yeah. got um, uh, uh, Lewis black talking about um, uh, Paul Krasner and the the Disneyland orgy from from the <laughs> realist and then right. and then it goes right into Paul Krasner talking about doing that and and he just and he just put together a real, um, a real clinic in, in in how to do an interview book that that flows and creates an arc and asks a question and then mm-hmm. answers it at the end.
0: Yeah, you have that's to read the
1: book to know what that question and answer is. But. I was going to, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> well, the question is, can comedy change people's lives? Yes, can, you know, and, and their minds. Right, can comedy change people's lives and minds. Yes.
0: Yeah, and the, and the answers that everybody had, I liked. Uh, I like the uncertainty of a lot of, yeah, you know what I mean? Right? Like there were some people that were like, a couple of people, I think that were kind of like, abs- it changed mine. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And yes. other people were like, I don't, I honestly don't fucking know. I don't. And right. I like that a lot. Yeah. Right, I liked right. the very idea of, I don't know what we're actually doing, but I'm enjoying right? doing it.
1: Yep. And some yeah. people just said, no, you yeah. can't, you know? Yeah. You're, oh, you're yeah. Other people like, no, you're preaching to the choir or whatever. You, you're not, you're just, you're you're reaffirming other people's beliefs, things like that. and And, um yeah, who but, the hell you know, was
0: it that said um uh has it somebody pointed out has it ever in his like ha, can you point to a time in history when it has
1: oh 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 yeah and it was uh I don't, and someone said oh, it really changed the the um uh was, and they re- they referenced the weimar republic in germany that, oh,
0: yes. God, yes who the f- was it it wasn't robin was it
1: no it wasn't um I can't
0: remember who the hell it was, but I remember reading that and thinking like, "Holy shit, that's right. a good, that's a good fucking point."
1: Right? Um, was it? It, it might have been Tom Lehrer. Uh God, who was it? I, I, I think it know,
0: was Tom Lehrer. I think you're it right. Could have
1: been. It could have been. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you yeah, know, um,
0: about, it's kind of cool too because when you think about when did they, this came out in what? Two thousand
1: eight. It's two thousand ten was a publication. 2010.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. So two thousand ten. Um, you know, I like the kind of balance between importance and lack of self-importance that comedians seem to have for this kind of stuff. It's a good, it's, I think it's a healthy balance as opposed to cut to like, and I'm not saying anybody necessarily started this kind of thing, but like, you know, the comedy activism thing, you know, right. We're like, but the, the weird part about the comedy activism thing is that's fine. Like you can totally be that court jester speaking truth to power. But I think what happened was, and why everybody, why comedians are getting, criticized or so um scrutinized for their material is basically people saw what it could do what a good joke could do what kind of attention it could bring to a cause if you had a well constructed thought or there's a comedian kind of presenting a thing you know to a wide audience and they got it through humor and then i think because that's not a comedian's goal 100 percent and for the most part it's we're just trying to get laughs that it okay. shifted and th- for the people that do want to have those propaganda pieces and that are working right. those machineries wow. they're like fuck no we need you you're not allowed to joke about this other shit because we need you to joke about the important crap and then right. so they try to go you know that, does that
1: make sense i feel like that's yeah. the
0: the well, course
1: yeah i mean i think i think that like i mean we're talking about you know modern um you know in in the in the more modern time um current contemporary time people have given like people have given and and assigned stand up comedians this power they don't they don't necessarily want right and then criticize them for using it like for using that power or criticize them for not wanting the power right right so if someone says look man I'm just joking like you have to understand that these are just jokes you're like no yeah. no it has this power to do this thing, right? It has the power to take this down and, 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 and hurt me and hurt these people. See, so you, you don't understand the power you have, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, when some people go, you're right, I do have that power. Then everyone says, fuck you. You're just a comedian,
0: right? Yes, exactly. So you like,
1: like, how are the, how are they supposed yeah. to win? You know? I, I completely you know?
0: agree. And it depends on who can make money from it at a certain point too, because it's like, <laughs> you know, every, everything comes back to, you know, some form of capitalism where like no matter what side you fall on the spectrum politically right. they're still looking to make they're like okay look if this guy says this in this funny way and it's on our side we can sell these these fucking team shirts or whatever the hell it is right. you know yeah. same thing for either side i remember during the um pandemic there was a there was an account on instagram that was you know um I don't know what their angle was necessarily, but it was obviously heavily pro BLM, like all that kind of stuff, which is great. But I remember them curating joke like I would put up stuff and they'd share it. And as a comic, you're like, great. An account that's got a lot of followers is sharing my stuff. This is awesome. Yeah.
3: And yeah. then it
0: went from that to them putting it on t-shirts and shit and then not oh, giving really? anybody any money oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. and then like and then being like hey we we have a patreon now and then people paying to see our content and i was just like oh wait wait yeah right fuck man i mean like god i'm like and on one hand i'm like oh i'm glad my my shit's getting out there and and also it's kind of for a good cause and i'm like i don't know that yeah. it is some some white dude's getting rich somewhere you know making instagram right. shit it's fucking weird well- man
1: it's, but it's also like if they don't ask you, then fuck that.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you know, no it's permission. Like, you use.
1: can't be like, you can't be like, but it's for this, and I did it for this, and I did that for that. Well, if you don't ask me, then you're just stealing.
0: Exactly, and you have to kind of convey yeah. that without looking like an
1: asshole. Cause they're like like oh, you think for you're for fucking, the... you think you're some fucking comedy Robin Hood, you know, or something? Like you're not, <laughs> not doing it. Like that's not, ask me, and then maybe I'll give it to you.
0: Exactly. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, when you were starting, do you, so photography stuff, like when yeah. you're taking those photos, is it primarily all word of mouth when you're starting out or are you chasing <laughs> people down to go like, here's a guy I could really do some justice for, like take a good shoot. And I think you'd like me.
1: Um, well, a lot of, a lot of what I did. So I, I it was, so I also took a lot of um, music, uh, music photography, right. uh, because I was a house photographer at the Fillmore. In San Francisco and the mm. Warfield in San Francisco for 20 years, and along with that came the Punchline. So Punchline is one of the like most respected, longest-running yeah. comedy clubs in the country. Uh, that, um, but we also had Cobb, so I would do that. Um, <clears throat> a lot of what I did was I, it was a, a good combination of just wanting to do it. Um, I, I I would do it for the clubs that I worked for, so so I would shoot for the clubs, um, and then uh, and then once I started like putting my stuff up in other clubs put up the stuff in gotham stuff like that and word would sort of spread and so i could go and i could go to new york and just um you know they would they would say here's our here's our comics yeah these are gotham comics they're around your pictures all day they always talk about this stuff so i would just be able to go into new york and do like five six shoots in five six days and like have a great time in new york and get paid and come back with with Money and everything, and Agreed. so yeah. that sort of that was that kind of word of mouth. It was always sort of industry word of mouth of people like that. And then I started working for Just for Laughs in Montreal, and so yeah, it was just sort of a groundswell of of you know meeting people and and them being able to see my work. It was, it was really about getting the stuff out there. It wasn't really about website, and we didn't have the social media at the beginning. It was like I put them up on the walls, and everybody saw them and go, "Okay, I get what you're doing. I want to be part mm-hmm. of that." I, I you know I I don't like people that ask me to mug, I like this sort of thing and sure. how chill you are and everything else. And then that's sort of how that sort of snowballed.
0: Was there anybody supremely like, because I don't imagine comedians are necessarily prima donnas about their their look, but maybe how they're presented. Was there anybody that was really difficult?
1: Um, not, not really. I mean, you know, there, I mean, I, I could speak to a couple of people that I wouldn't want to tell that story about, but you know, sure. some, you know, some, some, there were a few you know, some, some legendary people that were a little prickly Um, Uh, and uh, no one was, I mean, very few people were awful. And, you know, I mean, I had the worst shoot I ever had was with uh, a a legendary uh, uh, woman. Um, But yet I, the next time I saw her, she was the super peach and really sweet and everything. And like, Oh, you're bipolar. Now I get it. I got (laughs) you on that side. (laughs) I got that one this time. And like the first time I, First time I shot her, great, fantastic, everything's great. Right. Second time, horrible. Third time, fantastic. You know, so I, you know, I don't want to shit on her, um, but sure. yeah, there's some. But the, the rock stars are way more prima donnas, you know, for sure. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Um, comics in general are really uh, pretty cool people, and and they when they're shooting at me, they had a certain, um, they already, they already. They, they already knew who I was. I'm not to be like, don't really know who I am, but like, they already knew who I was. So they were, they were just, they knew that I was sort of in it for the right reasons. Yeah. And so yeah. they were already comfortable enough sitting for me. So, um, and I also, also, the other thing is I also work really fast. So do. I, I don't sit through and have people like, I am mean, I keep going. I mean, in the film days, so I, I wouldn't shoot 12, 15 rolls of film. I would like, I was, I was prepared and I would shoot fast and get people comfortable. And the, the, the word that I heard most uh, of it was like, well, that was painless. <laughs> and for, co- for a lot of comics, that was like sitting for still photos is really a painful experience for them. Yeah. You know, they can watch videotape of them fucking all day long and listen to themselves on tape with, you know, 24 hours a day, but sit for still photos and that's the problem. Yeah,
3: and
0: trying to um, figure out how to
1: mm-hmm. smile and which way you're into yeah. You're just like, I don't yeah, know how to yeah. do this. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so it, speaking about some legendary comics sitting for still photos, yeah. right? Yeah, I yeah. want to try to bring a few sure. up just to discuss.
1: Sure. I mean, that that, he, that was my guy. Um, like nice. he was my hero. Between, you know, Steve yeah. Martin and George Carlin was how it started it all for me. Um, wow. And yeah. and and you know, obviously, Steve Steve uh, hung up his gloves. Um, yeah. And uh, and George never did, and he he kept going till the end. Um, but he was he was like the guy for me. And um, the best thing that ever happened, I mean, the thing that happened with that is that I, I had given him a photo the second time I shot him. I gave him that photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a couple months later, I get a phone call and it's like, Dan, I'm like, it's George Carlin. <laughs> it's, it's George Carlin. Like I'm not starstruck, but I was fucking zapped. I was totally starstruck at that point. Right, the yeah. fact that he would just ring me up. Yeah, it's like, I really love this picture. I really love this picture. I'd like to get another one and give it to my daughter. Um, absolutely, you know, give me your address, uh, you'll have it, you know, you'll have it this week. And he's like, Here's the thing, I, I, uh, uh, what, what, what do I, what do I owe you? I said, No, 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 no. I'm, I'm giving, he says, Dan, I insist on paying you. He would not take it for free. Wow, and and so like you know, usually the richer you are, the more you expect shit to be given to you for free. But yeah. absolutely not yeah. the, for free. And uh, and then when we did, when Paul interviewed him for Satiristas, he's he gave me like the best compliments I've ever had in my life, um, <laughs> which regarding my with my 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 photography, he said he said, um, yeah, Dan photographs from the inside out.
3: Ooh. Like, Holy shit! Yeah.
1: Like no like nobody's ever given me that kind of compliment, or probably yeah. ever will. Um, and then he said it was the photo that he wanted to be remembered by. Yeah. Uh, and then he wow. died three weeks later.
0: Oh my God. Wow. That's yeah. wild,
1: man. Yeah. So that's, I mean, you know, the book is dedicated to him. He's yeah. just, he's just always, in my mind is the greatest it ever was. Absolutely. You know, what right. was
0: the, uh, what was the impetus to get him up on the piano?
1: We were in, we were backstage in a, um, at a symphony hall, mm. And, uh, and, uh, I was just backstage with all these, um, in all these dressing rooms. And, uh, I wanted to, I just wanted to put him somewhere that's a little bit different, but not like wacky. I didn't want him to be wacky or anything like that. And then, uh, I'm like, Hey, how would you climb up on that Steinway? Nice. And he's like, perfect. And then later he was talking about that photo. He's like, this is kind of what we do. Like, we're, we're the, we're the kids that are sitting on the Steinway in the concert master's office, you know? Yeah. That's what, who we are, like. And so sort of unwittingly created something that had a different meaning for him.
3: Mm-hmm, uh, yeah.
1: So that that's um, yeah. He's always, he's so awesome. And then I went, I ended up becoming friends with his daughter who was awesome. Kelly Carlin. We had and her on I the went show to, too. I, she's great. Yeah. She's fantastic. And, and when the book came out, I went to his house, to her house. And I expected there to be shrine of Carlin, of George, you know, there were two photos of George on the wall. There was the, the, the wedding photo or the engagement photo between, him and, and Brenda, his wife. And then there was my photo on the wow. wall. I'm like, Oh, oh my, my God. God. What an honor. Like I, yeah. And so it's, here's the thing. I'm, my career has been downhill ever since. <laughs> 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 never able, you know, it's never, it's never going to reach that peak again. So I'm pretty much done.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I it, the picture reminds me of an interview that he had given and when he was talking about himself and, uh, you know, how he wanted people to view him. And it's kind of funny yeah. that you said that he said, you know, that's who we are with little kids. Cause he, you know, he said he got into it because he wanted people to go, isn't he cute? Look at what George is right. doing. Isn't he cute? Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. And yeah. It's kind He wanted of... to be Danny Kaye. Yes. Wanted, that was his for original, him. his original hero, it's Danny K so
0: Kay. funny to hear that too. But the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, cause I, I mean, I love Danny k i I loved all those movies. And I was like, oh my mm. God, like the coolest comedian ever wanted right. to be Danny Kaye. That's so fucking cool. Right.
1: But he also yeah. says, he also says like, I, I, I'm not in it to make people laugh. It's right. Like, I'm doing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was the guy who was like, it's not about you. It's an I always did it for me.
0: Awesome. I love that honesty. Me too. And the other thing is that's so funny is that I feel like people don't really know. Like I, I would tell like, you know, friends and, and family and stuff like that, even like whatever, when I got into stand-up, and I'm like, Yeah, you'd be surprised at comedians like how little we give a shit whether the audience is <laughs> enjoying it sometimes. <laughs> and they're like, Really? Like it's all about us. And I'm like, No, it is not. Like that <laughs> right. is the wrong way to look at
1: that shit. Right. We right, have something
0: right. to say. We hope you'll find it funny. If you don't, we don't like right. you. And then we leave.
1: Right, uh, okay. right. We but, will uh, blame you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you
0: uh, seen Bill Maher when he was younger or now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the epitome <laughs> of that. The, uh, can you bring up the, the Steve Martin photo again? Because this is another yeah. one. Yeah. I, I think anybody would kill for a photo to represent them like this. I don't yeah. know what made you or him or, or whatever think of putting, I don't even know what that is, like a heating. It's backstage.
1: It's backstage. You know, so much of my work is done very quickly backstage. Um, it's a and brilliant that was, photo. That was in, um, that was in um, Vancouver. Uh, and I just like the stillness of it. You yeah. Know, uh, again, it's not, you know, how many times see Martin, he's got to be like stepping on something crazy or holding right. dead, dead flowers. Or it's like always that sort of, you know, something goofy has to be happening. And instead, it's just yes. the stillness, which is what I felt from him. Yeah. And that was my like that was my takeaway. that. Like I just and, and like I, when it was happening, I didn't tell him to do anything. I was just <laughs> quiet and just shot and let him look. And that's, you know, I, I, I love that shot. So, you know, that was like my my you're saying like the people that I wasn't able to get. I mean, we weren't able to get him for the, for the book for the book, but I did get to at least take the photo of get, have the portrait of him. And that was like my two biggies. So I got nice George and Steve. So awesome.
0: Do you, when you're doing that kind of shoot, do you try to have like, how hard is it to not have a personal conversation with a hero like that? If they're not willing, maybe they're
1: trepidatious. Do you, do you go for it? What is your, at that level? It's, it's hard, but you want to have some sort of relatability. Um, right. It's funny. It's funny. Um <laughs> I, I, you know, it's just like a comic. You remember some of the bad things the most, you know. And so I was just trying to make conversation with him. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I have my my I have my grandfather's old like old vintage banjo, you know, it's really mm-hmm. cool." And so he's like, "Really, what kind is it?" And I went, <laughs> "I don't know." Moment like really connected with him and being like, "Oh, it's a this this is, oh, blah, 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 blah. nope couldn't do." It. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, so like oh maybe don't say something like that. If you don't you know, you got nowhere to go with it. You oh know, my God. I've, I've been surface. in that I'm fucking like, situation. Oh man. It. Wow. I just, I just like had a moment with like one of my heroes that just went fucking nowhere. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but it's still I a good that?
2: story. It is. A yeah. Good-
1: yeah. Yeah. And then a couple, like two years later, I was at JFL and, uh, and, uh, Steve Martin was hosting a gala and, uh, Prevenza was there and, 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 uh, he was helping Steve punch up jokes, um, for his, for his, uh, (laughs) for his, um, for his monologue. And the the, the writer's room was a converted, um, freight elevator that they just put, you know, um, like, uh, moving blankets around and thing. And they're there and Paul like basically snuck me in there Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm watching Steve Martin, write And talk about what's funny and not watching this between Provenza and him. And I'm like, wow. I don't belong here like this is so like this one moment I'm like wow I like I've been in a lot of places where I'm like this is so cool it's so great I'm here that's why I'm like wow I don't really belong here and then and then the, the head of the festival Bruce Hills walks in to, to 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 like check on how things are going and he's just like Dan hi because <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wow. okay. oh, I was just like oh, Paul and, he, and we were there the book had just come out I'm just like oh yeah, you're right. I'm out. Oh my <laughs> God. Uh, he, he kicked me out in the nicest possible way. Just going like, damn. No, no. yeah. Yeah. You're not oh, going to be yeah. in here at this point. Uh, but it was cool. That's that crazy. Is cool. Speaking I of Paul, like- I want to bring up his too. I want oh yeah. Two. There you
0: Paul's go. Is... Yep. Great shot. Uh, this
1: Great is the shot. first, this is, I, this is like, uh, two days after I met him. Uh, we were in Australia, uh, oh. 2006 at the, uh, what they called the cracker festival. Uh, and, <laughs> wow. uh, um, uh the aristocrats had just come out um in fact it was just out on dvd nice. um and i met him at uh, the comedy store in uh in australia oh. where i had just put up my uh, a, an exhibition and uh i mean it was just like one of those fast friends thing it's just like i met him that night we went out drinking that night <laughs>
3: um
1: you know and neither of us is, is like a, a raging drinker you know we're just like beer drinkers or whatever just but like we can we can go, you know, mm-hmm. long, long time, and especially we start talking about comedy and, you know, we're, we're, we're we just hours talking about our favorite comics and like and Dana Gould and like all these people that like, you know, I get to talk to someone about Dana Gould where I don't most people, you know, most civilians don't know about sure. uh, how the, sure. the brilliance of Dana Gould. And so like, we just fit into everything. And we sort of, before we left that, that festival we had been like, I was like, I'm always been trying to do this book of photos. Um, and the initial idea was I was going to get comedians to write about other comedians. Like oh. Dana Carvey writes about Kevin Nealon.
0: Picture yeah. Dana
1: Carvey picture Kevin Nealon. Still a great idea. Um, oh, yeah. But, but uh, <laughs> I'm like, when is this uh, one? Yeah, come out? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but by the end of the time we left, we had come up with this idea of working together on the, on the book. And, you know, it only took us, took us four years to get the book out. But, wow it's worth it wow.
0: yeah no i mean it's still it's it's incredible the um uh the when you we went out we went out for uh we immediately hit a pub we went to a beer first before we did the highline. Yes. is that kind of your right, like, right, right. like bonding like to get people eased into because everybody's probably having it's ease a good as, part a, as a weird thing
2: yeah i feel, I I feel like uh i feel like john didn't feel special anymore like you've other out? guys.
1: No. <laughs> I'm like, did you take everyone out there? Exactly. I mean,
3: it yes, when yes, we were there, Right.
1: I know. We were not on a date, my friend. We were not on a date. Uh, you lifted it, me up onto it, the right, stool. You're much right. taller than me. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I. It's just. It's. It's a good way to. It's a good way to. To start. If I haven't met someone already, you know. Yeah. Like, let's just and yeah. and uh, you know, a lot of times. Uh, I'll be like, okay, you know, let's, let's meet at this time. I always give some time in case people are late or whatever. And to be able to be like, okay, let's just pop into here and we'll watch the light,
3: Yeah,
0: you
1: know, and we'll see when the light gets to when it should be. And then we'll go out. And so there's always that, there's always that sort of 20 minute, um, you know, and this, and this is what I'm talking about when, when I'm hired to do a, a, a shoot, as opposed to say shooting backstage for a festival or a venue or something like that, that's just like, Hey, can I, right. can I, can can I get you for 10 minutes before after the show? That kind of thing, the mm, Steve Martin yeah. type shoot. Um, but when someone hires me to go do a photo shoot and we go and shoot for an hour, um, I always kind of leave, leave that extra time to go out and, and, but, but you know, there that's, it's sort of built in to be like, let's see how, you know, let's, let's wait till everything is right. And then we'll slide out and do it. And it just, it just sort of helps. And, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I like to talk to people about comedy and I typically with almost any comic I can. I know some of their friends and then we talk about that and this and before that we're sort of in a comfortable groove before we go out and do this personal thing, which is, you know, which is his photography. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: How, actually. how hard is it not to be? Cause I would, I would kill for most time. Like I, I bought a camera finally, like a few years ago. Actually, no, I think I got one recently. Um, a new one, but I bought a um, Sony mirrorless, the a 700 right? uh-huh. because, yeah, yeah. I I wish, you know, you go to these clubs on the road and stuff like that, whenever there. some of them, you're right. Some of them do have their own photographers and it's great to see those people. And I love, but you know, nine times out of 10, it's just us. And I want to have some kind of memory of a thing. So like I'll usually take photos of the other comics and, but like, I can't believe that somebody was like, you know, I mean, obviously Steve Martin and this Paul Provenza and they're trying to work or whatever, but I would kill to have a photographer around all the time because I want everything documented every, every, right. is it hard for you to not whip it out all the time? Do you know yeah. you Sense when I mean, and when not to, and I shouldn't have said, well, yeah, it out, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, you my have, to though, you have to though,
1: because, because first of all, I never take anything without permission. Okay. Um, and I never, I'm not a candid photographer. Um, okay. you know, even a picture like Mort Saul laughing in that moment that you have there. He, he knew that I had my camera with me. We were doing a photo shoot. Um, there's times when you have to not do it, um, and mm-hmm. it's important to not do it, you know? I, I a, a moment that I think of like that often is that I was at the Fillmore, um, the Black Crows were there, they were rehearsing for their gig. Nice. Uh, and uh, uh, um, his uh, his wife was there, and his kids were there, and then he had, uh, he, this is Chris Robinson, um, he was sitting at the drums, and he puts his kid on his lap and he's holding his son's hand drumming with him. Oh. And it was this amazing shot and I'm sitting there with my camera and I couldn't do it because I was a house photographer and we were waiting to, to, for the band to sit up and if I started just shooting away, that was breaking the covenant that I had with the, the club. Right. Um. And I could. I just couldn't do it. So there's a few of those things that just happen. And you go, fuck. I can't do it. You know. I can't do it. Uh. You know. Seeing famous people at funerals and shit like that. You're like, wow. That's like. And just like you just can't bring your camera sure. to a funeral. You know. No. Yeah. Uh, and things like you see uh, really tender moments of people and things like that. Like, nope. Can't do it. And yeah. But then like I, I was. But then sometimes when you don't have your camera, like I was at a Doug Stanhope show in Oakland one time. And he calls me out from the stage, like, Dan, what are you doing here? I'm like, you know, I'm I'm seeing the show, Doug. It's like where's your fucking camera? I'm like, I'm not working. He's like, and that's why I like you. <laughs> you know, like you're not always in someone's face with it, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. and you know, so yeah. I, um,
2: I actually had a crazy experience like that. I was doing an event, so I was doing run of run of show for an event, right? And uh it was Jay Z and Beyonce, it was there. It was a family party for them, right? So it's their whole family right. is there, right? right. So doing running a show, and I'm like the coordinator of things, including the photographer. What happens is this guy Tim, super nice, uh, I think the thirteenth, thirteenth apostle is his like Instagram handle. He he's shooting the party. He was hand selected by Beyonce to shoot this, right? But somebody said to him, "Hey, could you get a picture of the baby and Jay for me on my phone?" And hands him the phone. Now it's a family member. Right. Right. So he takes the phone. and He's like, I figured it's a family member. He did it. Jay-Z like beats, caught it out of the corner of his eye, be lined over to him. And he's like, he's like, listen, take all the pictures you wanted of me and my wife. He's like nothing of the children. Right. 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 And it was on a phone. So it looks extra creepy. So right. Right? he's stunned. He doesn't even know what to say at this moment. Whatever. He comes over to me. He's like, listen, could you please, uh, you know, tell him that it wasn't me. It was so, you know, this family member asked me to do it. blah. blah, blah. So I, you know, I go to the whole chain of command, like one of his main assistants and I'm like, Hey, this happened. He, he's like, don't worry about it. He'll be fine. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. He's like, right. you know, he's like, "I'll, I'll convey it. But I'm like, how right. crazy is that? Like, even Touchy. the moment he thought he was doing the right thing for, like, somebody right. in it. Right.
1: Because you don't want to be the guy that says to to someone that ends up being like, that was my mother-in-law that you wouldn't take right. the camera. But, but on the other hand, like, yeah. that's the shit that, that sells to Us Magazine and stuff.
3: Yes. Because you, yeah. you're you
1: the one. Because they don't want it, then you're the one that gets the baby picture. That Like, it's a – yeah, it's really awful. It's really – yeah, it's really that's terrible. That's got to
2: be a tough thing for you, like, yeah. in, in your line of work because – you see the moment. Was, I'm sure you see the moment so many times.
1: I was at a Dave Chappelle show at the Punchline one time and my biggest get the guy that I've always wanted to take a my musician that I've always wanted to take a portrait with was there. Uh-huh. And I couldn't ask him. It was Tom Waits. Oh. And I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't ask him to take wow. a picture cuz he was just a guest of the club. Yeah. Uh and it's like fuck.
0: It's you know. so it's so weird. It's even weird, like, I mean, when I was when I was a young comic and I was starting out, uh, they would be like, one of the things they would tell us all the time is like, don't ask the bigger guys for pictures. It's it's not right. professional, it's not whatever. And the funny thing is, is I I regret listening to that for the most part because right. you know, it's a fine line between some of them might be in, you know, they they like it, they don't mind doing it or not acknowledging them or whatever. But for the most part, I realize people love the posterity of stuff. Like, yeah. so I, like, I try, I mean, I don't walk up to people randomly, but if we're working together, I'm right. always like, that's different.
1: Yeah. Totally different.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, you're Nash. not asking them for an autograph.
1: Exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. Different, you know, it's like a picture of you and me together. We work together. I, I you know, I don't really see the problem with that. Like, exactly. for, me, nev- for me, I never, for me, I never asked for autographs. No. Um, like, that's like, it's, it just changes the entire dynamic of anything. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Unless, you know, unless you're at a book signing and I get in line with everybody else and hand you my book. That's what you're there for. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Never, yeah. ever, ever at a anything else. Right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Buy but, you know, it's like, oh, at the end of your run where you work with some comic, especially now with Bones, it's, like, it's just I, I yeah. don't see a problem with that, you know, especially you're you're asking, you're not doing it, you know, right.
2: Yeah, what I, is, I have another weird story with that oh, yeah, too. But, yeah. John's heard this one too before. We yeah. were out one night with a with a good group, like a good celebrity group, right? I know, yeah. Yeah, and uh, one of my friends is like, "Oh, he he, Kim Kardashian's in the like the bottle group." He's like, "Hey, Kim, take a picture of fast." So he takes it, but now he gets abused by like all the other celebrities that we're there with, and like, "What are you a groupie oh. now?" Right, <laughs> and he's right. like, "It's the most famous Kim in the world. Typing Kim in mm-hmm. Google, and she's coming up. <laughs> like, why are you right. breaking my balls?" <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's such a weird dynamic. Like I feel like it's a, I've yeah. never been a picture guy like to ask for a picture, but I always wanted the picture after the moment. So I'm like, Oh, right. I wish I would have been able to save that. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: right. Well, it's because I like if, if we everyone like, that's another reason why I love satirists, because half the time you're reading these books, you know, from these guys, I love the middle section of a book of an autobiography, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like photo, fo- you know, like right. backstage photos, all I said, I fucking love the history and seeing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it just, I, yeah. you know, always like when there's a photographer around
1: yeah i always like don't like to jump ahead of that though because i always i want to i want to, to read up to, to it? reveal the pictures to reveal as you as you're
0: Me too. reading
1: about it right and so yeah, you yeah. get to the part where it's like and here's my second wife and you're like oh fuck he divorces her you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like a you know a yeah. spoiler like spo- yeah spoiler photos for sure um,
2: I I totally. Oh, I'm sorry, John. I keep stepping I I wanted to ask about this this photo too, because we have so many great photos. Yeah,
1: Yeah. That one. It's funny because it it totally leads into exactly what we were talking about. So this was at Just for Laughs, and uh, and um, I was backstage. um, I was doing backstage portraits there, and I was there to shoot. I was there to shoot Don Rickles, Mm -hmm. and they had done some sort of um, radio promo. Meet Don Rickles. Uh, right and get a picture of with Don Rickles so but there was probably 15 or 20 people that won this thing and were in line to do this and and they roll him out and I'm and not roll him out he was very spry (laughs) Uh, that's a wrong way to say that he was very spry and very and very and he was very sharp what what was going on Um, and so but he also subscribed to the Sinatra thing where you don't put your pants on until you're just ready to go out on stage so he's in a robe awesome yeah and And so he's in his robe but you know underneath it he's he's got a fucking tuxedo and uh but so he comes in and all these people are lining up and they're all getting out their phones and and i'm seeing this happen and i'm because i'm going to get my photo of him after all these people are Mm -hmm. done. and i'm it's twofold i'm looking at like this is gonna suck with all these people with their cell phones and handing it off and doing this other shit thing. And then by the time I get to him, he's just gonna be spent and not engaged. He's just gonna be like one more fucking photo Yes. Yeah. And they're starting to pull this stuff out and I can see him kind of on this, And the handler was there, it was from the radio station and the festival. And I've seen this happen, look at this and I go, wait a minute, how about this? I'll take everyone's photo you guys put your phones away. I'll do it all. You guys step in, boom, take the shot. I'll give it all to you, to the radio station. You guys, you supply it to all the all the winners. Everybody gets great photos. Nobody has to use their phone. And wow. and it, it makes everything easier. And and boy, the fucking Rickles brighten up. And then it just went boom, <laughs> boom, boom. And he was smiling with everybody. Chit, chat, chit, chat, boom. It was done in five minutes instead of 15 minutes brilliant and yeah. and uh and then i get my stuff and and uh rickles turns to me and he just goes and just goes kid you're great <laughs> and i'm like the next best thing to being heckled by don rickles is to have him call you great right <laughs> you know? yeah and so i'm like Oh, okay. That 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 worked out for me, and for oh, him, absolutely. and for everybody. But it was like I just like stepped in. I'm like, this is gonna fucking suck. Especially someone like of that era where people yeah. are fumbling and can you do this? And who's gonna take it? And blah 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 blah. Like stop, yeah, yeah. put them away. That's not gonna happen. But yeah, I got I I got uh, I was able to get Don Rickles say I was great. Oh, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh,
0: can we? Can you throw up the Mitch Hedberg photo? Um,
1: yes, yeah, Mitch.
0: Because the, I mean, Mitch. Talk about a comic that everybody loves. missing Oh yeah.
2: Oh and my God. This yeah. had to
0: be. Where was this backstage somewhere? And where? And that where? was
1: in the liquor room of the Punchline. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. Drink, he's smoking a Briar's pipe. He's not was, smoking weed. I was going to ask him. Did he you give him a
0: pipe or did he have it? No, he
1: had one with him. He would. He would smoke like a Briar's pipe, like he's fucking Hobbit or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, So cool. It's the way pre vaping, pre anything of that. Yeah. He's like fucking has pipe. Yeah. So uh yeah, oh he was God. a great one for sure.
0: Yeah. Did you get to know him at all?
1: Uh yeah, I, I did. Like he, he was like, the guy that uh, I was you know, friendly with for sure. Right. And uh uh he I can remember him at the at just for last one times and he just looks, he goes, You are very good at what you do. <laughs> <laughs> that was like simple like oh thank you yeah you know? wow. uh um yeah we were supposed to have a shoot um like a uh, less than a year before he died in la and he and he canceled the morning of because oh. i think he was sick uh oh, but uh yeah that was unfortunate i was gonna have a, like a full long photo session with him damn that's one that's the, uh, probably the shoot that i uh regret missing the most that and john prine which i didn't which also oh, got sort of canceled on me uh when i got wow. there um but wow. but yeah mitch was a special dude for sure
0: is that yeah. a thing that you have to worry about when you're going somewhere like has there ever been a client where you're just kind of like oh this is gonna touchy i've got to kind of fly out to this thing i don't know if they're gonna make it yeah yeah is i that... mean
1: there's been some things like there's been some things where there's there's times when other people have made other people like had made uh Promises that they couldn't keep, you know. Right. Ugh. Oh, yeah. so it's less. Come to Paul McCartney's. Come to Paul McCartney's last concert. Don't worry. I used to manage. I used to be in his management. Well, I'm like, we don't even have tickets to this thing. Don't worry. I'll get. We'll get Oof. you in. Bring your camera. We'll, we'll be backstage. I didn't even get to see that fucking show. Wow. This guy talked this shit up, and then I'm then I'm I'm out. I'm like stuck on the fucking parking lot, at Candlestick Park, with my thumb up my ass and my camera on my back. <laughs> And like oh great so you just talked a big game and just like failed miserably right but i had to try you know i had to try what if yeah of course said no Uh so that was a big fail absolutely
0: is there do you i mean obviously you enjoy what you do and you enjoy the work of it all but do you do you ever just take the camera like do you ever get time to yourself to kind of just take photos of whatever you want you know what i mean like for fun
1: uh sometimes you know i travel when I travel and stuff, I, I do right. like that, you know, I like, but I'm not a big, like, I'm not a big landscapey guy. I'm not a big okay. rock and what, what we, um, uh, refer to as rock and tree photographers. I'm not a big one of those. <laughs> uh, we all, uh, but yeah, so not so much. There'll be times when people are like, why are you taking picture of this sunset? I'm like, because it's a sunset, you know, it's yeah. not going to really work on what you think it's going to do, you know, and, or like, you know, this this amazing city's you know s- skyline. It's like skyline's that fucking big, and your picture is going to be that big. It just doesn't yeah. convey what, what what you're doing. Yeah. So sometimes it's more it, it's it's there's times when it's better to not have it, and you and you feel better not having it than doing it. You know, there's times when I'm not allowed to have a camera in in a place like um you know I had to come to grips with the fact that I was shooting at a print show. But I was shooting for the promoters, Bill Graham Presents. But I was there to shoot the the pre-show party that Prince wasn't even at, right. and I did all that stuff. And then it was like, okay, I'm I'm done, and I don't get to shoot the Prince show, you know. <laughs> and but yeah. I got to see I got to see the Prince show. Right. So Prince was a guy that was very much like anti-photographer, or wow. just he was just a control guy. He controlled everything. He didn't want anything out there that he didn't control. Um, So it's like, okay, I don't, I don't have the, I don't have the control over that. My camera is away. I just going to go and I'm just going to go and sit here and enjoy fucking prints with uh, Carlos Santana and, and uh, Maceo Parker and one of the most amazing shows I've ever seen. And I couldn't shoot it. Um, But sometimes that's okay. And you just be like, okay, I'm just. Putting it up in here, you know. Yeah, that's a
2: real trade-off. That's like either being yeah. really in the moment or being able yeah. to try to like
1: steal <clears throat> the moment. Right. Yeah. For sure, because mm. if I'm shooting it, like I can't. I like it's. I can't not be shooting. You know, there'll be times when I'm people are like, oh man, that show must have been awesome. You were right there. What song were they singing? I'm like, fuck if I know. I was too busy shooting to remember what yeah. song that right. was. You know. Yeah.
0: What because i started a private instagram account for like my friends and i because i was like holy shit there's like 30 years of photos that i've taken you know that i've taken or whatever where do you where the fuck do you put them nobody looks at albums anymore right, right, at whatever right. so i started this little account for everybody to kind of watch but it's funny because i got through with the ones that were in an album and right. then once you started getting into the digital ones, I was like, how many fucking photos did we take? Right, like, right. I was like, oh my yeah. God. And I couldn't believe, you know, whatever. What is your, like, do you do you set a limit for yourself digitally now? Like, in your mind, like, all right, I, I can't take more than this.
1: Uh, it's not a, well, it's not a number so much. Um, and I don't shoot that much music anymore. Um, since okay. moving, Ironically, since moving to Nashville. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually thought that's why you were in Nashville. I was like... <laughs>
0: that's why he's there
1: uh no uh so uh so the the concert photography industry has been sort of ruined by that whole concept is that now you know the the digital cameras are so good that you don't need to know how to expose and you can just go up and shoot and just machine gun it and then and then pull from there you know yeah you can people shoot you know in, in a three song limit people can shoot fucking 3000 pictures if they want, you know, and just, you might as well be shooting a video camera and just pull a video still. Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm not saying all concert photographers are like this or anything like that. I'm just saying like, it's been really dumbed down. Whereas, you know, when I started, you had to know how to expose slide film, uh, which is, which was, is very difficult to do, especially with blinky lights and changing conditions and everything like that. So even back then I might only shoot three rolls of film and which is only you know, which is like 100 shots in right. a concert, okay. um, whereas, you know, by the time I left and shooting digital, I could have easily shot a 1000. Oh. Um, so it, it's, it, and then also the professional photographers only get three songs, or two songs, or one song, it <laughs> depends on the artist, And, and then everybody in the first 20 rows can be with their phone and getting the most amazing shots all, all show long. So Yeah, It's really, it's changed the live concert photography thing for sure. Um, But when it comes to portraits, I definitely have always had a more of a conservation of what I do. Uh, I don't want to, like, I'm always, I'm always ready to to end it much more than extend it. Mm -hmm. I've probably ended shoots before they, whereas I I could have, like, I could have kept going, but I would rather end it uh, too soon than, not soon enough. Um, Yeah. Which is why, you know, why when I was shooting musicians backstage after a show or something like that, it's just like, I would just get in there and knock it out. But I could see, especially as did when digital happened, that they were used to all these photographers who would get out there and just keep shooting and keep shooting, keep shooting until they finally like fucking stop, you know?
3: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: How did you not get it in the first 50 pictures you took of me? Yeah. You know, Uh, I, you know, there were times backstage I would shoot 10 shots, you know? Mm -hmm. You got Tom Jones you got Tom Jones for thirty seconds. You shot you take ten photos, as long as you were prepared, you got it, you know. Right. So
0: yeah. You usually mm-hmm. know, I'm assuming, you know, exactly like, like, so, like are you taking them? And then at one point you're like, Oh, that's a shot I'm going to send him or that's a shot. I really want to get a lot of times.
1: Yeah. A lot of times. But you know, when I, when I started, you didn't, you couldn't look at the back of your camera and see what that, the, oh, what yeah. that was, I you didn't know, I
0: just took that for granted. Yeah. yeah you
1: no. Know, you, 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 you waited until you got it back from the lab and then you, Oh, Good that's, Lord. I, I did get it. I did get it. Right. What I thought I got, you know, nice. but <clears> in the best, in most of the situations I'd taken a Polaroid first. So I knew that I had my exposure, right. Yeah. know so um i knew that part was right but i didn't necessarily know that i got the moment until i get it back from the lab
0: how long does it take before are you I'm, i'm assuming you're like secure enough in what you're doing that you just know like okay i know when i got it i know when i didn't get it yeah but how long does that take between starting and where you are now like what's the
1: midpoint where you were like all right i got it i trust myself yeah probably i mean the thing is I was working as a portrait photographer a long time before that I, before celebrities, mm-hmm. you know, set for, uh, w- were in front of me. So I, I, I knew after a couple of years what I was like, what I was doing in terms of lighting and things like that. And I knew, right. I, I, I knew how to put myself in the best situation to succeed when it comes to lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really, I, as long as I'm looking in front of me and I know what I'm doing here and I see that someone's not you know, horribly uncomfortable or something like that, I kind of know what I got at the time. Uh, There's certainly times when I know like that just didn't work well, but I'm not going to grab somebody and shake them and say, relax, you know, (laughs) uh, that doesn't really work. Uh, So uh, it, 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 I was more, you know, I was nervous the first couple of years, but that was before I had celebrities in front of me. So by the time I did, I was comfortable enough to know what I was doing for that.
0: Right. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, because I was like, it's it's got to be like, I don't know. For for comedians, it's always like, if you're getting too comfortable, then you know you're gonna fucking suck.
1: You know, if you have too much right, confidence. right,
0: right. But you guys have to know, like, that's a profession where you're yeah. like, oh yeah, if I'm unsure, then I haven't gotten shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you come back, especially thankfully, I didn't do like I didn't do a lot of magazine work uh, or newspaper work. Uh, <clears throat> most of my work was for venues. Uh, Mm -hmm. or for the or for the comics themselves or the musicians themselves Mm -hmm. um so i didn't have a editor uh lording over me and telling me what to do that's um so like 98 percent of the time i was just doing what i wanted to do and it was a great freedom to have where it wasn't Mm -hmm. someone saying you get this kind of picture do this sort of thing so i had it was a great luxury to just do what you wanted to do um and when it came to working at the clubs like fillmore and Warfield and stuff like that. <clears throat> the clubs would get me um, the the photo pass to come in and shoot the show live, but it was up to me to go and meet the road manager and talk to them and convince them to come and sit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really sort of all on me to do that sort of thing. And so if I got the backstage portrait, that was the bonus. I wasn't expected oh. to do it. Gotcha. Um, I so that was always thing. And unfortunately, the uh, people that are shooting there now, they they don't do any backstage stuff it's all just live that's and like, that, to me that's like the big that's me that's like a huge loss because that's the like other than that it's you know the person's on stage they're on taking a there's a million people taking pictures of them on stage even at that venue even on that night of the show there's eight photographers with you in the pit shooting the same thing the real value is getting backstage and getting them for a moment in, you know on the staircase or in the dressing room or that sort of thing yeah in my mind that was always the the real value of it yeah.
3: i
0: still i still have a hard time like uh saying i want to you know or i want to grab a photo like i'll be i've been in i've been on serious radio you know when you're allowed to go back into the studio and doing that kind of shit right. we're like i would be like man i'd love to get a photo of everybody in this room right now and just kind of do a thing i don't want to be that guy though and then i'll be on with some guests who are just like a meet like doing like a 180 like thing or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, the balls. How do you and no one's going say anything either? But I'm right, always right. just like, fuck, I wish I could have just do that. You know, I never know, man. I never know if people are gonna be like, oh fucking camera, this guy. But
1: right, right.
0: I think people appreciate it later. I don't know. Like my my when I was younger and I was taking photos of me and my friends, I was the guy with the camera. That was it. Right, like right, All right. my photos, yeah. I'm not me in me too. Them. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. Did they give you because my friends High would school, go like oh, yeah. live in the moment, yeah. why are not you, whatever cut to 30 years later, like, do you have a photo of me and that girl? That right, yeah, you know? and right, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yes, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, That was more. me. That was me. I was, that was me. Uh, I my very first camera, uh, uh, I, I found it. Uh, it was, uh, wow. at, I was at Stanford university for a journalism convention. I was a junior in high school with my um, soon to become girlfriend at the time. And we found it, we were at a, we were just at a little cafe and we looked down, and there's a fucking camera bag right there. What the fuck is this? And we look at Holy it, it's shit. a can, Canon A1 with a telephoto lens and a flash and all this stuff. Wow. We're like, okay, well, this is amazing. But we're like, we can't keep this. This is someone's shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. found a lost and found and we turned it in. <clears throat> but then we're thinking, you know what, what if no one comes and claims that shit? You know, like yeah. that wasn't right either. <laughs> so at the end, of, at the end of the journalism, at the end of the journalism thing, it was two days later, or whatever, uh, two or three days later, we're like, "Fuck it!" We went to the lost and found. Hey, did anyone turn in a camera? Like, you're in luck. That's <laughs> so amazing. <I'm, laughs> so that was like, you know, that Genius. was the, that was my first um, my first uh, kit uh, of oh. gear.
0: If they, um, I, I've, got it, I've got Do you? Are you like an uh, older camera guy, like collector? Do you, you collecting that stuff?
1: Well, yeah, I might mean, still have my Hasselblad.
0: Oh, okay. See, That's okay.
1: Bullshit.
0: Nice. So, yeah,
1: and a four by and a four by five ground crown graphics.
0: Oh, nice. I mm-hmm. gotta show you. I mean, I, if I could grab them, I would. But I want to get up and walk into the blurred background. But I've got. I'll I'll text you. I have my grandfather's old camera. He loved cameras, oh, nice. like video cameras. He had uh-huh. the. You remember those? Um, I think they were like 60, 70 spy cameras. Oh yeah, Minox. Yes. They're little one yeah, 110- ten. I've got. Like, <laughs> They're so yeah. fucking cool, man. I've got yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, those cool. yeah. Uh I have a bunch of his cameras, man. They're so great. I got I'll send them to you.
1: Yeah, those are so awesome. Cool. The problem is they, they they the images are garbage because they're that fucking big.
0: I know the negatives yeah, are so
1: tiny, but they're really cool to, to like whip out, be like Exactly. You know, documents, yeah. uh photographing yeah. documents in the you know, the, the, the evil masterminds, you know, office. That is it.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh fuck, yeah. so cool. And he had one too, and I don't know what this one's called either, but it's got a it's a built-in case. It's got a case already. So like it opens up from the thing. It's like the one in Roger Rabbit.
1: That's probably a crown graphics. It, a four by five, it pops down and the bellows yes. come out and yes. it's like a big thing. And it, it, yeah. That's yeah. the one that you would see like in the old times when it's just like, you know, um, you're coming out of the, you know, coming out of the police station and someone's like pop, you know, and then that's the moment <laughs> that, yeah, that's a, that's a four by five, right. uh, crown graphics. Um, Camera, yeah, I have one of those. Oh, I did, nice. I, did, cool. so I did. I had some fun, fun with that when I was in grad school, photographing um, four by five sheet film.
3: Oh wow,
0: really cool. That's awesome. And then I think the one before that is the one where the bird comes out of it and goes. It's a leopard. Yeah. And like, right. And chisels it in the back of like, it. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. I just want to bring them up before we're, we're going to let you go. I swear to God, but I like the, uh, yeah. the photo of. Oh, fuck, I love. First of all, I loved you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How it had to be so much fun for you know just getting this guy's essence. That is his, I mean, I don't know how you even did that, but that is everything he embodies right in one photo. Yep, yep.
1: Right. uh, um, so th- that's funny. The the uh, this was at just for relapse mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was at a, a at, in the hotel lobby. Oh, oh, and I was nice. awesome, and I was and I was I was setting up for someone to be honest. Like, this is funny because it's like you just nailed that with Judah. Truth <laughs> is I was setting up to shoot someone else who was the, I'm, I'm spacing on his name right now. He was the producer of, um, of uh, arrested development. Uh, what's, what's that guy's name? Like Jim the, Valley, the show run. No, he's the show run. Like the guy it's, um, uh, uh, Hurwitz. Uh, Hurwitz. Herwitz, oh yeah. Hurwitz. Mike Hurwitz. Yes. My, yeah. So that was, that's, that's who it was, I believe. Um, and I was setting up and I wanted to do something cool with him. And I was looking and I was like, I need to, I need to test this shot. And I look around and I see Judah. I'm like, so that's the guy. <laughs> and so I'm like, Judah, come over here. And cause I'm like this, he's always, you know, Judah, his whole shtick is that he's always the baddest ass motherfucker Hilarious. in the room. Yep. And it's yes. like, you no, know, I got fucking fire behind me. motherfucker." <laughs> and, then, and, it's, and so in this case, the test shot ends up being the one that I really love and use. Um, but nice. I I was setting it up for someone else. But then when I saw Judah, I'm like, "Oh, you're you've got to be the guy," you know? Yeah, I love him. Yeah, oh, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I have great. pictures. I have pictures of him without free beard. Really? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, wow, those are rare.
1: So yeah, he's a collectible sure. now. Yeah, for sure. You need I'm to make it as an yeah. NFT.
0: Yeah. You, oh yeah. my god, that'd be great. You need to make a series of of stand up trading cards. Yeah. And with, with their stats right. and best joke yeah. in the back. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah. And maybe what uh, they were arrested for. Yeah, you know, yeah. Case. Exactly. <laughs> I could I, I could I could work with like the cancelled comics playing cards. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, like, you know, uh, I'll trade you a Louis C. K. for a Christelia. <laughs> 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 the Christelia comes
0: with gum on it to like right, get exactly exactly. Oh, that's like, fucked up. Right, right, that's right. Great. It's like, oh my God.
1: <laughs> Like, man, man, you got it. Aziz and sorry? they pulled that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they stopped printing
1: that because he got uncancelled.
0: Oh, my God. Now it's just a hologram card. You can't get right, him in the right. set anymore. <laughs> right,
3: right.
0: That's fucking great, man. Uh, and one more, the Bill Burr one. This looks oh, yeah. like, that's, again, captured the complete and total essence of it. But that looks yeah. like it was spur of the moment. Were you Were you on a shoot?
1: It, no, it was, it was pretty spur of the moment. It was, um, that was in Scotland. And oh. uh, he had done, it was in Edinburgh and he had done, wow. he was like the big act, you know, I mean, obviously Bill Burr is huge. Yeah, um, He was the biggest act that was playing. Cause you know, most of the time it's, it's comics there for a month, right. Or three, at least three weeks and you're doing this stuff. And, but Bill was one guy that they basically helicoptered in there to do, I think just one show. And wow, so wow. he was like the biggest star there. Um, And uh, I, I've known Bill for quite a while. And so I was able to just be like, you know, Bill get a quick shot of you afterwards. It's like, yeah, come on out with me. And so we just did this and like as he was just like sort of walking back to his hotel, we did this quick little thing and like a- another example of something like I don't want to take up some guy's fucking all this time, especially you just got done a show, everything right. else, and I don't want to be that guy and like it's not like I don't have shots of him. He's just kinda like it's at the point now where it's just like, you know, he's such a huge headliner, whether it's a cluster fest or whatever, it's just like, mm-hmm. Oh, dancer is, okay, I know I'm gonna I'll give you, you know give you what you need and he knows i'm just like super quick so he's like boom 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 we're done thanks dan later you know yeah um uh so yeah that's very same way so like david cross he's just like you know you are the you are the easiest best photographer to work with ever and it it didn't mean about my work he meant the fact that i was just like super (laughs) quick and easy and i didn't fuck around and i didn't like take up a lot of his time it's like he likes me just because i'm the quick photographer
0: right yeah like, so but just, okay. quick, I'll
1: take it, yeah, yeah, it's one of
0: the weird cases where a guy being quick and good at what he does you know yeah, it's exactly. it's a bonus, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, you gotta love that,
2: I um, want to pull up one more too yeah, if I, if we should,
1: sure. oh, oh man, there we go, another one guy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, patrice I mean, he was such a monster, you know, uh yeah. there you know, uh fucking love that shot he uh he was so good, you know yeah. uh and uh there's there been there's been um talk about putting that as a mural in New York City.
2: Really? Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah but, it's, but
1: it's but uh, it's anything with Patrice involves Patrice's estate and its family and it's nothing's ever easy uh, with that. Yeah. And so it's trying to figure out how navigate that minefield between his his manager and their family and all this other stuff.
0: Yeah. It's just
1: not easy. But I would really love to see that make that happen. Yeah. Um, That'd be great. Because he was he was so good. When it the was funny large, you... yeah okay yeah oh, i was just saying the first time i saw him everyone had been talking him up and i'm like eh, okay and mm-hmm. then uh, and then he um uh, he did an interview for, for satirisus and he's like yeah man there was like a year and a half when i was just coasting and i was i was phoning it in i'm like that's the first time i saw you and then <laughs> I, I had seen him since then like how amazing he was and i was fully like in the cult of uh uh you know of patrice Right. Um, But the very first time I saw him, I'm like, you know, it's all crowd work. And I'm like, okay, Yeah. yeah. But but later, I I got to thankfully, I got to see the full Patrice genius.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Elephant in the room. Probably one of the best. specials. Yeah. So
1: good. So good.
0: Um, Talk a little bit about uh, 800 Pound Gorilla Records, by the way. I'm sorry I didn't get to mention. Oh, sure. Uh, But that is Um, phenomenal for comedians and for you.
1: Um, sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I left San Francisco to come work, um, uh, at, uh, in Nashville for a record company called 800 pound gorilla, uh, records. Uh, and I'm the head of A&R here. Um, which basically means that I work with, the uh, um, between me and, and uh, a number of people here and we decide sort of, we, it's, that's the talent part of a record label. So we just sort of decide who, uh, You know who we record and do specials for and things like Mm -hmm. that and you know i'm primarily my world is primarily in in audio but we also um we also do you know video specials as well increasingly more and more um and and and, you know there's a, a a a blend of like what what means a special anymore you know you can have yeah you know something that's really uh you know really low budget and looks really good uh, up to, you know, your $80,000 Netflix level special. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you know, there's all talk about the Andrew Schultz model or, you know, everyone's talking right. about what Mark Norman did um, with, you know, that was with us. We we did that from for, with Mark. Great. Um, and awesome. it's like, and it was, you know, it was not a, you know, it was not a hundred thousand dollars shoot, you right. know, um, but, uh, you know, for me, I work mostly in audio and I work with Sirius XM, uh, which is really the primary revenue um, stream for comedy audio because mm-hmm. the streamers streamers pay so little. Um, but they're they're you know, but if you're getting, if you get onto Sirius XM, you can make like really decent money. Um, so I work a lot with that and try and find the more unique voices that can get, that will get noticed and played on, on Sirius XM. Nice. So that's uh, you know, and you know, I get to go around the world and, you know, see, see comedians and get yeah. to, go to Edinburgh and Montreal yeah. and all these things. stuff um doesn't suck yeah. so uh, <laughs> uh i haven't you know i haven't been doing as much photography as i expected moving to nashville because i i moved here two months before everything shut down oh. so i'm kind of like figuring out you know navigating figuring out like getting back into shooting music and you know when i when i you know i, I do still shoot comics at the festivals and stuff like yeah. that so i have kind of like took a little bit of a hiatus when i when i when i eventually you know look back on the arc of my like the 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 list of my um shoots and stuff there's gonna be like 2019 to 2021 is pretty you know uh, right yeah it's gonna be weird to that, that but one. that's like everyone else is like how many shows did i do that or what you know all you comics like
3: you absolutely and, uh, we
1: all felt we all felt the pain in that too so yeah uh, we lost uh, yeah it
0: doesn't yeah, even count yeah. i'm not yeah, even counting my age. We lost anymore. two years for sure yeah yeah yeah, I like that you're doing a record thing, man. Because you have you have a great. uh, I mean, obviously, you know you've got the photographer thing, but you actually look like you would work an A and R in a record, like you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> like
1: you really have that kind of vibe, right. man. We
0: were like this, just like Thank like you. like Philip Seymour Hoffman and um, Almost <laughs> Famous, man. It's like that kid. Not yeah, that's you
1: know, how, that's how I had to explain it to people when I said oh, I'm going to <laughs> moving to become the head of A and R. And like, like <laughs> what is that? I'm like, well, so like every rock and roll biopic you ever see, right? It it starts them meeting each other and playing s- shitty gigs and everything and then uh, uh somewhere in the middle they're playing a mid-level band uh club mid-level club with uh you know 150 people in the crowd and young really young people and they're fucking loving it and they're killing it and then it cuts to uh a guy that's slightly out of place <laughs> at least uh, probably 10 years older than everyone else in the room and he's nodding his head it's like yeah man that guy gets it you know <laughs> and then the next scene is backstage band is toweling off and here's the guy handing him the, you know, the record company card. I'm like, that's A&R. That's, <laughs> the, guy. that's, that's the guy that does that. Awesome. Um, oh, so, that's been great. But it's a fun, it's a, it's, it's fun. And Sweet. especially because there's not, it's not a whole lot of that left in, I mean, it, not that it doesn't exist in music, but it's just so different. And comedy records are still very personal, um, in, in, in meeting people and you can talk directly to the artists and it's not yeah. all about, uh, you know, all about how many, how much social media they have and all that stuff. we sign yeah. people that have zero, zero social media sometimes, you know, it's not that it's not a factor if someone's killing it on there and, and sure. the we figure that stuff in, but there's times when you can just be like, you're just really funny. Um, and we're willing to like go for it. Sometimes we hire and put out records we know are not going to make money. But right. It's just so they're so funny and we want to be able to do that. And it's like a publishing company where you're willing to, to bet on a on a book you don't expect to make money because you know that you're you've got John Grisham in your yeah. publishing house and th- the money that they make off of that is going to is going to fund all the the indie people and the people that are, you know, doing stuff that's really different and not so commercial and things like that. So it's, yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. And I work with a lot of really great people here and, and it's a really very, very artist friendly label.
0: That's great, man. Yeah. Artist friendly is great because a lot of places do not do that kind of stuff. Um, right. I just had a conversation with a PR firm that was like, that I had just been talking to about somebody else. Cause we're doing a live show. I'm headlining uh, the DC comedy loft in July. And we're doing our first dystopia tonight live because the club was like, why don't you do, why don't you take another day and just do a gig? So, you know, we're working on getting a guest or whatever. And I called a a PR company and they were like, well, how come we don't represent you? And I wanted to be like, well, first of all, I don't have any fucking money. Second of all, (laughs) like, like (laughs) I'm calling about a million dollar client here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then I was just like, I'm like, okay. And then, but they still wanted to talk to me and I was like, all right, that's fine. And then at one point we were talking and i was like look obviously i don't have the money to do whatever you want me to do with you guys and i was like but do you work off contracts i'm like do you work off a deal like because like, they i gave them everything i've been doing and they were like we love it you know you're really popping blah 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 all this other crap and then uh but i was like okay but if you if you think i'm you know worth investing in like let's sign a contract where you know i'm going to pitch to apple at the end of the summer so you know work with me until then and if, if nothing happens if it does happen i'll work with you guys and <laughs> she was like, We used to do that, but we're actually owned by this other company. That, and I was just like, what the fuck? Right, right. Like, how did I miss that boat? When did you use right. it? Right. You know, right. Uh, yeah, they won't do it anymore. So that's good to hear that you guys are like, you know, you know, when you've got a uh, you know, like, a, like a an artist, on Grisham. Yeah, somebody like yeah. that, yeah, you can find yeah. like an artist and, and work with them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's great, man. I'm gonna ask you the last three questions we ask every guest. Yes. Okay. Um first you one is strap in for this? Yeah, strap in, man. All right. Um, you know, button another button, unbutton it, whatever you got to do. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Unbutton. I'm, um, I'm an unbutton. I'm an unbutton right. guy.
0: We love it. Nice. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you go back in time and talk to your younger self, what piece of advice would you give yourself that would help you today?
1: Hmm, 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 hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, well, certainly, uh, certainly. Be better with money but that's everybody you know <laughs> uh no uh just i mean i don't know stick with it i've always felt like like uh like i like i kind of always stuck with what i wanted to do you know like s- yeah. stay the course don't like i always i always loved comedy and music and photography and i just went like go straight out go just go right for it you know uh yeah. people people say, Oh mate, you know, you need to go pay your dues. You know, you got to strap in and pay your dues and stuff. Like I didn't want to do that. And like, I wanted to just go straight out for what I'm doing. And, and like I was the house photographer at the Fillmore when I was 22 years old and like had all these things that like, if, if I was sitting around waiting to pay my dues, I would have like, I would maybe still be there and not done that sort of shit. So, absolutely. Um, yep. I mean my advice would be sort of like, you know, other than, you know, regular practical advice, it would be just like, yeah, keep, just do what you stick, stick with what you love, you know?
0: Yeah. Good advice. Uh, Second question is what had to end in your life, good or bad, that led you to where you are today?
1: Well, that was my gig at the Fillmore. Uh, Like I, you know, it would have been really hard to leave that. Mm. Um, But uh, I I was told that my work was not Instagrammy enough. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 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 This. So what I was bullshit. basically told like, yeah, so that was, that was the, that was the word that was used. It was not Instagram enough. Cause I wasn't wow. like going and doing a lot of like, anyway, that was, yeah. So that was the thing that had to end because it would have been really hard to leave that to say, you know what? I'm giving up all, all this and doing this and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to Nashville uh, to work for this, you know, um, indie record company that right. ends up, you know, but it's actually the, a major you know in 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 terms of record companies when it comes to comedy records so um it would yeah it would have been hard to leave that gig but i was uh unceremoniously uh uh, booted from that gig
0: wow that is crazy instagramming 20 yeah 20 years into
1: instagramming holy shit yep yep i yeah i was 20 yeah i was 20 i was was there for 20 years wow that's fucking
0: nuts uh and the last question ties into the show one of my favorite questions Um, if this was a genuine dystopia and it was the last day on earth for everybody, zombies, aliens, comet coming to earth, you know, floods, what would be your epic death? How would you want to go out?
1: Ooh. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, wow. Uh, you know, I would, I mean, I I always had this like thought of, you know, and maybe it comes, goes back to the comic books of like fucking falling into the sun.
0: Yeah, you know that <laughs>
1: idea of just being like fucking—that's it. Yeah, no, you know, burning up into the thing. So it yeah, would okay. have to be some version of that. You know, yeah, finding something it. that you could just go in and fucking dissolve and like just vaporize. Instant you know, vaporize. yeah, something like that. That would like yeah. I, I guess it sort of goes back to those like X Men. You know, Phoenix Saga era oh, man. of like, come going into if you go into the sun, yeah. you know, you you might come out again. Yeah, you know, that's that's how it's how you get reborn. So, uh, awesome. I always had there's yeah. always that sort of thing. Um, that would some some version of that.
0: Yeah, speaking my language with the X Men stuff, man. Marvel X Men. Next time you're gonna come back on, we're gonna talk let this fucking.
1: Books. Don't let this fucking hip rock and roll exterior fool you. Fucking super dirty. My kids don't let me forget it. My kids do not let me forget it. When I showed my son, when I showed my son, I'd last showed my son my comic book collection. I thought it'd be like, oh my God, it's so fucking, that's so cool. You saved these from the seven, not the seven, but like from the 80s. 80s. So cool. He takes one look at at all the boxes. He was like seven years old, looks at all the boxes I had. I finally showed him in in the attic. He looks at it, looks up at me and goes, why so
0: many? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's snap, fucking great. Snap, rip. Heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. awesome, dude. Well, thank right. you so much for coming on, man. Well, you're, thanks you're for having me. To talk to
1: yeah, yeah,
2: man. Thanks so thanks, much. Guys, Pleasure good meeting time. you.
1: Thanks, guys. Yep. Good, good time. Good time, man. Let's hang it When well, next time I'm in New York.
2: Please, or, yeah. Or when we come to Nashville, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, oh, good definitely. Time. We got to do a, another shot. I'm hairier now. <laughs> just slightly. Just sli- yeah, just slightly. <laughs> Take care, man. Have a All good right, night. Guys, cool. cool. Peace.
3: Cheers. Dystopia tonight.